and welcome to Galactic Goddess Podcast and Show. I'm your host, Rana Nelia, and today we have Nastasia Bliss. Hello, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm yeah. so excited. We get to do this in person. Um, we've known each other for many years, so we finally get to mm. sit down together and have a conversation about mm. spiritual depression. And this is such an important topic because there are so many more people that are coming into their awakening. Yes. And um, with that comes perhaps a sense of confusion. So definitely. And more and more people are struggling with depression and being vocal about mm -hmm. it. So you know, it's going on. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, when they feel down, you know, in our society, we're, we're taught like, well, pop a pill because a pill will solve all your problems. Right. Um, I think I tried Prozac back when it was all the rage <laughs> for one day. Mm -hmm. I got so sick from it. I dumped everything in the toilet and I was like, I'm not going to do this. My body doesn't like it. And I felt like I felt really dizzy and confused. And I was like, this doesn't feel normal. Strokes are powerful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it wasn't even like an uplifting high. I know it takes a little while for it to kick in, but my body was like, heck no. <laughs> So I'd like to just discuss with you, um, you know, about spirituality and depression as far as like, how does that relate to people who might be going through something? Obviously, you want to have balance. You do maybe have a, someone you talk to. We're not saying don't go to somebody in the medical field. Sure. But be discerning about what's coming up for you. And what's maybe just another perspective that mm -hmm. isn't widespread. That's mostly what I'm interested mm -hmm. in spreading is like, what else could be going on instead of I'm feeling depressed. Oh, yeah. something's wrong with me. You know, mm -hmm. I have some maybe illness or disease that I need mm -hmm. help for. Mm -hmm. And even as a healer who works with people to help them shift, mm -hmm. it's still finding, you know, that depression is actually there for something. Mm -hmm. And that's the something that I'd like to talk about. Yeah. And let's talk about this for a second. You are a multi-dimensional coach and healer. So, you know, you're working on multi-dimensions. And I think for people that don't know, most healers do work on multi multiple dimensions because we don't usually heal on this dimension. We're right. always healing from a, from a higher and it's sort of like the trickle down effect or something yeah, like that. For sure. But I'd love for you to share like what that means. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like the time in reality where I can use that word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think even, you know, very recently, even as much as last year, it's still wouldn't be time, mm -hmm. but people are starting to understand things in terms of dimensions yes. and that we are multidimensional. And I, I like just by using the word to trigger that question, like, mm -hmm. what does that mean? What dimension is she talking about? You know, there is our physical dimension, mm -hmm. but like you said, it's a trickle down, like yeah. things are going on in our emotional body, mm -hmm. our mental body, our spiritual body, astral body. Yeah. Um, like, how do we work those all together? Maybe, maybe um, share a little bit about what an astral body is, just in case this is new for Yes. Audience. So an astral body would also be something that you would use if you ever lucid dream. It's a part of you that can travel beyond mm -hmm. this form and is usually noticed to be attached by a silver cord to the navel is how most people experience their astral body. But I also call it the dream body. It's mm. a good way of calling it. And, um, and I, was, I just want to ask a random question. So an astral body could get attacked by an astral being and cause, um, you know, effects. Have you seen, what is that show that just came out? 
Doctor Strange. Doctor they Strange. do some astral projections oh, really? stuff in there, and they have like actually astral battles going oh, on. Oh wow! So that's a good depiction. I'm not sure. That is, yeah. So I mean, there are different things that affect us that we may not be able to see with our own eyes. So. I think really what this is about is understanding that we have such a broader range than maybe we've been introduced to and or been indoctrinated into. And I was just thinking about that this morning that whatever we're indoctrinated into as a child, we carry that with us as reality. You know, we, we believe Santa Claus was real, you know, and just imagine all the other things <laughs> that we were told, you know. Sure. Um, so yeah and so let's talk about like what is depression mm -hmm. like even that word depression mm -hmm. is now become heavily charged but if we just think about what that actually means this like weighted mm -hmm. heavy feeling usually people associate it with a deep sadness mm -hmm. or a deep sorrow that they mm -hmm. can't get out of mm -hmm. right this is usually how mm -hmm. we talk about it and so when you think of it like that most people are like, yeah, no, I don't want to feel that way. Yeah, like, no that's one not a yeah. way I want. Because society also says Shamed we you. need to be we need to be productive. Yeah. We need to produce. We need to have goals mm -hmm. and do. And be perfect. And never have emotions that are um, negative because we gotta be perfect and happy all the time. And you can't contribute properly to yeah. society, you know, if you're just in your house with blinds closed yeah. or whatever. Exactly. But again, that's not acknowledging so many different dimensions at which you actually might be working mm -hmm. and actually might need to go in yeah. and take care of. That's an interesting thing. So maybe give us an example like about one of your clients or... Well, I mean, just like what you said, a lot of us carry ideas and impressions mm -hmm. when we're a child. Mm -hmm. And when we get to a certain place in our life and we begin to awaken, mm -hmm. which actually is a natural process that people go through anyway around age 40 if mm -hmm. they haven't already, though it's happening more and more at different mm -hmm. ages, but people used to call it an identity crisis, right? Mm. Like, oh, they're 40, they're having an identity crisis, like they're suddenly like, what mm -hmm. am I doing with my life kind mm -hmm. of thing. But it's natural that at a certain phase that our consciousness shifts and we start looking at everything in our life differently, mm -hmm. right? And we might reflect back to when we were a child mm -hmm. and think, where did I get this thought? Like, where did mm. I get this emotion? Wait, this is not even really mine. Like, this is something my mom always did or said, or, and I think her mom too. And we, we begin to become aware mm. of all that baggage that we yeah. carry, right? So then that usually motivates us to want to do something about that. We want yeah. to clear that. We want to get rid of it. We want to be Address able to it. be ourselves without all that stuff. Yeah. Right? So it seems like it's a time, like, the midlife crisis is really actually a review period sure. and it's a time to review and to um, come to terms with things to heal to you said earlier slough it off you know like yeah. slough off the old that no longer serves you mm -hmm. um, I think we start to develop our personality and our values and um, also start to review yeah so many things that we thought were true and maybe realize oh my gosh that's not true and I think that can be really challenging when, especially to do at work, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's just coming out when you're like, "How do I go to my job? Yeah, yeah. How am I going to face these people?" Yeah, like it kind of feels impossible, mm -hmm. and so that's I think what will ignite mm -hmm. oftentimes a depressive state or an anxious state because you are mm -hmm. trying now to do to your normal life mm -hmm. and process all this stuff that's wow. coming to the surface, right? So, what are some maybe thoughts or tips? 
to help people or, you know, what's something to think about or. Well, first I'd really like to tie it into this idea that in the East, this is mm -hmm. known as a natural maturation, maturation process of our consciousness mm -hmm. that at a certain phase, we actually have what's called a Kundalini awakening. Mm -hmm. And that can happen earlier than 40. Like some people have that happen in their mm -hmm. youth or through psychedelics mm -hmm. or, you know, different experiences can cause an awakening. Mm -hmm. Even a person can just come in their body awake and just dip for a moment into like an unconscious place and find themselves, you know, back into, you know, feeling this awakened mm -hmm. state again. And when that happens, we have like a, a physical process that mm. happens in our body. So our consciousness is shifting. So if we think about that, like our consciousness is mm -hmm. what we believe, what we do, what we say, like all these, it's like a pattern of behavior, right? Mm -hmm. and like you said, a lot of it's based on childhood stuff yes. or programming that we learned. Mm -hmm. But as soon as we become aware of that, like those used to be brain neural pathways, right? Yeah, like, that's so, serious. <laughs> right? Like every time we've said the same thing or gone the same mm -hmm. way or had the same belief, we have like a groove in our mm -hmm. brain, like literally, physically. So we get addicted to also certain pains or addictions or whatever. You or know? beliefs. Or beliefs. You get addicted to beliefs. Right? I mean, if you think reality is a certain mm -hmm. way, and you know, it's hard to change mm -hmm. patterns. Like we all know that it can oh, be difficult to change a pattern, easy. you know. I want to get up earlier, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm gonna go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'm gonna clean the kitchen every yeah. night before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> the good ones. Yeah, it's like challenging to you, but that's because we actually have a neural pathway that keeps making us wanna do or believe or say like the same things. Mm -hmm. So we have to get up enough like will mm -hmm. or energy to bypass, to bypass. And a Kundalini awakening actually affords us all this energy. It like wow. gives us this verse that's like, you will change. You, whether you like it or not. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to blow this stuff out wow. so that, you know, what a lot of people experience is a little bit of like chaos happens mm -hmm. in their life. Where Breakdown. a bunch of stuff blows up at once. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And that is significant in the Kundalini awakening. That is even indicative, like, oh, this must be happening. It's time. Because <laughs> it's like something that's been clogged for a yeah. long time and held back, mm -hmm. like the dam broke, right? Mm -hmm. And all the energy is accessible. And that's when, you know, like you get to kind of choose mm -hmm. which new beliefs you want to keep. You know, yeah. there might be a sorting process first where you're like, I don't know what mm -hmm. I want to do anymore. And that's where I feel like the depression often comes yeah. in. Because it can be probably overwhelming. Especially when you don't have people to talk to that might not be a lot of people say that they don't have anyone to talk to even though they have a lot sure. of friends and I think that's so interesting like how can you have so many friends and have no one to talk to but I think people actually maybe just feel ashamed mm -hmm. to admit that they're not doing great because mm -hmm. it's still not been like uh, honored in the society yeah. you know yeah. it's, it's not seen that everyone has depression from mm -hmm. time to time and truly over all the years of working with people i have i have to say a hundred percent of people have depression oh i mean every, <laughs> everyone goes through that it's such everyone. a normal i think i think to me it's such a normal thing you life is not going to be one big high you're going to go through the highs and lows how would you grow yeah. that doesn't even make sense you know um and i think when you fall so low what i call the dark night of the soul um those are moments that I've had the most, the greatest gifts come right after. Yes. But I mean, I felt like I just wanted to die. You know, I was like, I don't even want to be here. 
this is not working. I don't like it. You and know? here's the truth, though. We do die. We do. I do. I've died many times over, honey. Yeah, I am like 10, I'm 10 new women. <laughs> right? For sure. I mean, yeah. But we're afraid to die. Like, we yeah. have this feeling like, oh, we don't know who we're going to be. We're going to be, like, something we don't know. And, like, you yes. know, we've been trained to be afraid of the unknown. I'm familiar. And um, so there's a gift when it forces you. You know, when I thought, when I got really sick and I was like, I'm going to literally die <laughs> and figuratively, um, my old personality or my own old person of having big boobs and being like, you know, that, that chick, um, she's dead, you know, but I had to, uh, that was a great gift because I was reborn yes. out of that. Like my a deep honor. I never got to cheers. Oh. That. that was a harrowing time. It was harrowing. Oh. I mean. I probably talked to you a few times and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't know if I can hang on. Yeah, I think I was just, I was hanging on by a, by that silver cord. <laughs> my soul yeah. was already like, my astral body was out of the body. But afterwards I was like, I do feel like a new person and I can talk about anything. I'm not afraid to say what I really think because I almost died and I don't give a shit anymore, you right, know? Exactly. And, um, that was imp that was the greatest gift because I've always wanted my voice. Yeah. So with that death, died the mute, you know, like Barbie type prototype, and then came for mm -hmm. the true person that I am with my voice. So there's there's always a gift in the process. And I wanna I wanna tread gently in this mm -hmm. for a moment because I do want to acknowledge that some of our viewers or listeners could be suffering in the depths of depression. Oh, yes. And to completely validate oh, the realness yeah. of that space. And yet what you just said is like the hope piece, you know, like that something in you is asking you to go to the edge, mm -hmm. to like be willing to let parts of yourself die yeah. so that the parts that you haven't shown yet, yeah. your true gifts and your real self can come out. Yeah. And that can be scary. Like that can oh, take us a long time. Like so sometimes scary. we're just like behind the curtain for so long. Um, so scary. I mean, that was a prolonged process yeah. for, even for me. But I, mean, I understand you guys, like I'm not diminishing depression. I'm, I've been through severe depression mm -hmm. myself. I know how intense it is. I, I am right there with you you know i'm not i'm not diminishing it at all or being like that's yeah. nothing i'm not spiritually we're not here to spiritually bypass this is just a conversation um like what else how's another what, way we can look at it's this? like let's just try on different lenses and see how we can look at this in a way that's not shameful that's not degrading um because you know i think there are different ways to look at things and and I think it is helpful to know, I mean, I never knew this till I was doing the research that literally when you're having an awakening mm -hmm. and you are sloughing off these old neural pathways mm -hmm. and they're in your bloodstream mm -hmm. and they contain all the hormones mm -hmm. of how you used to feel, all the belief structures, mm -hmm. what you used to think, all those patterns, and they're actually in your blood again now. Mm -hmm. And now you feel them actually even maybe more in intensely Intense. yeah it's like a detox but it's a belief detox and in that moment where you're feeling that your depression could be at the worst all time of your life yes you know like you're literally like poisoned with your guilt complexes and everything it's like you're in wow. that place like think about it you know if you come from a guilt culture mm -hmm. which a lot of us have a guilt or shame mm -hmm. culture 
you know, like I did. I'm yeah. feeling very guilty about my sexuality, about oh, my yeah. health, any of that. That's pretty normal. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. So as we're detoxing mm -hmm. that, like think about the quality mm -hmm. of our blood in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you don't really want to just stop True. there. True. But if if you're feeling it and mm -hmm. it's just feeling like I just can't even take this, there is a tendency to loop in mm -hmm. that moment to, to just, go back into that. So, so when you're, um, I like the way you said the belief detox. So it's like, I always think of healing as like, oh, it was so buried inside, but now it's surfacing. So, um, I always say feel it to heal it because as mm -hmm. it's coming up, it actually intensifies and then it's actually leaving. And I always said, let it go, let it go. Because if you hold on to it as it's leaving, like, no, you know, you get panicked. You like pull it back in. Pull it back in because and it's re recreated. Mm -hmm. So then you can't come out of that story. Right. But my brother gave me the best advice a couple of years ago when I was going through some tough times. And um, he said, allow yourself to, to go as deep as you can in the pain. Yeah. Like, don't try to do this. Don't try to wash it away, brush okay, it away. I'm okay. Yeah, like, I'm okay. I'm gonna make myself feel better. No. Or like, even rationalize your way yeah. into being okay. Like, let yourself cry. Like, let yourself get on the floor and feel the floor. And mm -hmm. yeah, do all the feels, absolutely. Because then, it's like, you're actually giving yourself permission to, um, it's surfacing and it's now it activated the pain the it's like a dormant pain it activated now it's releasing and we carry pain of our ancestors too it's actually so much like the birthing process mm -hmm. you'll hear women say it gets worse like the mm -hmm. very worst right before you give birth where you're like I cannot it's oh. done I can't do it anymore but when you're birthing a baby you're not gonna yeah. stop right there and be like oh, I'm just gonna keep yeah. it in you I'm realize take a break right now. there's no way to stop it you know Darn. but with other detoxes we can mm -hmm. stop it yeah and maybe it would be good if we couldn't but mm -hmm. <laughs> like if you're fasting and you yeah. get to like the worst part where you just feel like terrible like the flu and you stop Mm -hmm. You actually keep all that poison in your Ooh, bloodstream. So it's like it came up to the surface, but you didn't let it release. You didn't finish the process. Oof. Yeah, it's better to let it go. Like we're we're going through the great purge, you know, before the great Absolutely. golden age. We really are. It's so everyone's going through this more and more. Even the you know most awake or whatever oh, yeah. you want to call it. Like no one has no one. You know. <laughs> No, no one's got the front line anymore. Like, oh, I'm, like, I'm so spiritual. I'm above it. Uh, no, no, sorry. We're all like on the waves <laughs> of the next, you mm -hmm. know, because our beliefs are going to be changing yeah. so quickly now, getting ready to see more and experience more, like almost nothing that we know can really stay. I mean, no. <laughs> I, I feel like, like you said earlier, like we're becoming like new humans. And I always think of us like, we're finally integrating our galactic selves. Yes. Like our star seeds are awakening. We're awakening yes, we star seeds. And yes. there's there's no stopping this. And you know, part of it has to do with the the light coming in, you know, even though totally. it seems like it's been gloomy all around the world. I was like telling Sasha that I was in North Carolina, I was snowed in for a week. I went to California, it was raining for a week. I came to Portland and it snowed for a week. <laughs> but um despite all that, there are light rays from the central sun maybe you yes. can share that well yeah i mean we're definitely getting like 
co- the codes mm-hmm. activated and released. I'm more and more liking to talk about the solar system and the mm-hmm. sun just also as an internal process mm-hmm. because everything out there is in here. So it's like actually the central sun of our consciousness mm-hmm. is pulsing us with mm-hmm. codes and actually awakening all the dormant DNA, mm-hmm. which is light, mm-hmm. information from within us. And so the same thing's happening in our known universe mm-hmm. too. Like it's mirroring the awakening we're having mm-hmm. and it's waking up all of, you know, all wow. of the universe too, which <laughs> is exciting. It is exciting. It's a beautiful time to be alive and it's full of tumultuous energies. And um, I guess really, you know, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we make ourselves wrong so much. We yeah. keep we we're trained to see the wrong and to um and to always try to fix it right away. And I'm not saying don't if you go if you know if if you do your thing if you're on meds like do do whatever's right for you. I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to pretend to be one. But on a spiritual level, um, we're just talking about the spiritual side of depression because it's worth talking about mm-hmm. and and. Sometimes we need a different perspective because that gets us out of the mindset that we've been stuck in. So I made this metaphor the other day about the depression, and I think it's worthy to repeat. It's like we're building a whole new structure of ourself. We're mm-hmm. building a whole new body. Mm-hmm. This is our home. Yes. So it's like we had an old foundation based on all these old beliefs mm-hmm. that we were breaking them up or mm-hmm. they're being broken up. Yes. And we're giving ourselves a new framework, mm-hmm. which has to be the most expansive one we can handle mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the most expansive framework of belief <laughs> that I can handle right mm-hmm. now? And then we pour a foundation into it. And it's like the feeling of the foundation, like hardening, like cement mm-hmm. is that moment mm-hmm. of integration. And I feel like that's where the depression can feel the realist, Ooh. where you're like, wait, did I just choose this new reality? Whoa, like, Did I just make a quantum leap right now? I can't go back. <laughs> and let's be clear, this can happen just in one area of your life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be everything all at once. Yes. Like, You could get really depressed over your relationship yeah. changing mm-hmm. or health stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, any one area can yes. feel equally as ginormous. Oh yeah, but it can catapult. It can be, what I'm trying to say is it can catapult you into a higher frequency, into Mm -hmm. a deeper understanding, a deeper knowledge of yourself, a deeper love for yourself, acceptance. Like I don't always have to be, you know, um, put on that mask I can also be who I am on the inside you know I used to say this mantra to myself all the time I used to say this too is bliss when mm-hmm. I was trying to make myself just accept my lows and just be like you know what depression this too is bliss mm-hmm. anxiety this too is bliss I'm crying I can remember crying in my car mm-hmm. one time over something that just hurts so bad and through the tears saying this too is bliss oh. this too is bliss and just really trying to take it home to myself you know mm-hmm. like all of these are valid emotions that actually make us a beautiful full spectrum oh, being yeah. that's gorgeous that's so beautiful this too is bliss you guys so I mean, it's really nice to hold yourself in that. Um, there, there is a there's a poem by Rumi, and I don't know it by heart, but it, it talks about how all the emotions come to our door, and how we are, we we are just we're just allowing them to be visitors. Yeah. They're just visitors. They're not here to stay forever. Everything passes through. We're passing through. And we don't want to dismiss uh, the value of our feelings, the value of our life, the value of our growth, 
through the ups and the downs, you know. Um, I love that. It's mm-hmm. so true. There is this forever ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. The rhythm, it's like one of the hermetic laws is also the core, the principle of rhythm, mm-hmm. which is everything moves in waves mm-hmm. and ebbs and flows. Our feelings do, the ocean does, the moon, mm-hmm. you know, our relationships ebb and flow. Yeah everything has this quality about yeah. it and we have learned to value the highs and the happy stuff mm-hmm. and the good stuff, but we have undervalued, yeah. you know, and gone so far as to call them diseases. Oh, is, I mean, yeah. You know, like in some cases, mm-hmm. if it is that serious, mm-hmm. then I would say we treat it as we do another disease, which is we still want to get to the core root mm-hmm. cause. Mm-hmm. We still want to feed the root. Yes. You know, nourish, like, how how did it get to this state? Is it ancestral? That's such a great point. I mean, the ancestral thing, and I, you know, I've done so much digging in my ancestry um, line that I've found things I would have never known, like horror, horror stories, murders, and things that were astounding to me. But actually, I could see them playing out in my life as if it was, as if it had happened to me. And I think we need to understand, we carry those wounds. My heart was breaking, you know, from my great-great-grandmother getting her head chopped off by her husband, the betrayal of the feminine. And I was living as if I was being betrayed all the time, you know? And um, I mean, think about even that, just as you're saying mm -hmm. that, and if you haven't been able to process or integrate that, it's almost like that wave just keeps coming coming through through. because Mm -hmm. it wants you to look at it and do Mm -hmm. something with it so you can integrate and move forward, right? It's a gift. It was a gift when I stopped and I met, actually met part of her fragment, you know, that aspect of her. And I was, it was one of the most powerful moments of my life to be able to connect with her and to look into her eyes. She came to me for healing a couple, many years ago. And, um, and then, and then she was integrated and then I was integrated. Mm -hmm. I felt whole, more whole. I mean, more whole after that. Mm -hmm. And it was a mutual, um, healing, you know? So we're here doing powerful work. Yes, we definitely are mm-hmm. doing powerful work. And the depression is simply another texture. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we do need to drop to the pit. Mm-hmm. We do need to go to the well. Mm-hmm. We need to go into the dark crevices of ourselves mm-hmm. as scary or as uncertain as we may be mm-hmm. about it. And that's sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to have a coach to do mm-hmm. that. It's not always like something to traverse alone. Oh no, I think I think it's important to to talk to somebody. It's important to reach out. I'm not saying just figure this out on your own. No, 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 no. Reach out. Talk to people. You know, get a multidimensional coach, a healer. You know, someone that you feel aligned with that you think could hold you. Someone that has the ability to to hold that space for you because um, it does take. A certain level you know and I actually truly believe it's such a sacred space when you go mm-hmm. into that zone yeah. of depression that if you're open to it mm-hmm. and you recognize that that's what's happening your soul will call in the mm-hmm. correct person mm-hmm. I mean one time one deeply depressed moment that I had this a really dark night mm-hmm. I was on in the other side of the world didn't know anyone mm-hmm. around there I was in some cafe when all, all this stuff hit 
And I just wanted to curl up under the table in the cafe. And literally this man out of nowhere mm -hmm. came and sat down Ooh, and he was you. like, I'm your shaman. And he like walked <laughs> wow. me right into the, he's like, you need to go <clears throat> into that black hole. And he just like gave me all of the words that I needed to hear in that moment to navigate that space. And I'm like, you are that powerful. Like we are that powerful that when we're in that space and we acknowledge like this is something I need to go through, mm -hmm. the right beings will be there mm -hmm. just to wow. notice, you know. That's powerful. It gave me the chills. But that's true. We have to also be open to receive. You know, you when we're in a really bad space, I mean, yeah, all I want to do is like be alone, you know. Like, I could have told that guy, oh, I'm having a bad time. Like, just go leave That's me alone. I'm too, like, embarrassed to cry in front of you. But instead, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, someone just got sent to me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, like, pay attention, girl. <laughs> wow. You know? Like, you're looked after. And I think synchronicities will start to happen. And that's part of the surprise. Like, as we think we're falling, it's surprising how we get caught, you know? Absolutely. And I found that over and over again, every time I was like, I'm falling and I don't think I'm ever <laughs> gonna get caught. I feel like I'm just gonna crash and burn. And then all of a sudden this miracle happens like right as I'm, and I'm like, okay, I, when I surrender, I am caught in a space of great divinity. And I'm always in awe. Like, I, I just can't believe this. This is a miracle. To me, I feel like that's the grace moment, mm -hmm. you know, a, a lot of spiritual paths talk about that, but it's like literally when we can't do it anymore ourselves, yeah. we do just let go mm -hmm. and there is a force that meets us mm -hmm. there. I mm -hmm. really believe that is true. That's so gorgeous. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Sasha, for coming yeah, on. This so is much. such a great conversation. I think we can do a part two about it. Absolutely. And um, thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll put Stasha's link below so you can contact her and sending so much love. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and if you're feeling depression, please reach out. Yes, always reach out. You're not alone. <laughs>